Create, connect, communicate. Create, connect, communicate. Magical, enigmatical, gift of gab, super, natural, story, from the space Come, well lit. No, we need to hear it live, oh raw, in person. Mm. <laughs> okay, so uh, I will give you a little intro okay. and then we will just go and try to cover this crazy life of yours. Okay. I know. I literally don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, where to start or where we're yeah. going to go because your life is incredible. Is it? It's, it's, <laughs> it's so much. So it's, it's like, so I, yeah, it's usually pretty easy to kind of figure out a narrative arc. But where do you go in? You, <laughs> <laughs> so we will just like a storm. We're just going <laughs> to we're just going to figure it out. Sure. All right. Are you ready, ma'am? Um, I would have one request. OK. Can we just take one deep breath together? That's it. That's okay. my only request. Let's do it. Just OK. <sighs> Thank you. That felt good. That's good. That's good. All right, girl. We're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you don't have video streaming, man. Do you have video There's streaming? There's video right there. But Are it's not streaming. Serious? It's not it's streaming. Not so streaming? it's all good. And we're not going to post it. It's like it's like is it on? It's on. So don't worry. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I went hood. I was it was like peaceful uh, oh, breathing yeah. techniques, and then just and then Roxy B <laughs> came out. Young Roxy B came out. <laughs> all right, all right. The rat gonna... from the wretched <laughs> came right, out. Okay. We're gonna get this party started, girl. Okay. Here we go. Good afternoon, and welcome back to another episode of Firelight Chats, where we broadcast the most super natural stories from our space lab studio here in Daan, Taipei, Taiwan. Officially known as the Republic of China all the way along smooth, sound, supercalifragilistic, expialidociously Pacific waves to our dear friends in the Republic of the Philippines. With nothing but love from one set of islands to yet another beautiful archipelago. In this special subtropical musical episode of Firelight Chats, we will get down, dirty, clean, sexy, and open up our hearts and minds to every other yet unexplored gust of wind and possibility. There are too many words and labels to describe this absolute vodka powerhouse of a woman, so much so that there's a Wikipedia page and countless variety shows, singing contests, Pinoy, Big Brother celebrity reality shows, commercials, indie movies, feature-length films, soap operas, songs, albums, YT vlogs, FHM magazine covers, FB fans, and a millionaire of IG followers. She is a Filipino-American actress, model, and singer, proud daughter, sister, wife, and mother. And for the last year or so, She's been setting up a new life here in Taiwan. Here in Taipei, we're something like neighbors, not too far from the Grand Hotel, 
room 112 where the players dwell. Sweet Jesus, the notorious just please us with your lyrical thesis. We're just chillin', milk em, top billin', silk and pure linen, me and little Roxy B. Both gold car holders, full access, limitless, and both of us originally hail from the good old United States. Growing up on opposite coasts, from the redwood forests to the Gulf Stream waters. From sunny Southern California to the great state of Virginia. And now, back, and bigger than ever, in Asia. Just like whence we met, we're gonna jam, freestyle, improvise, wiggle into alignment. Laugh now, cry later, and play it all by ear with a big fat smile. Maybe you'll hear a story you've never heard. Or maybe you'll hear the most beautiful song you've ever heard. Who knows? Only she does. And if you come along for the ride, so will you with me and Mocha and her, our special guest for episode 40 of Firelight Chats, the one and only Morena, Roxy B, or in real life, Anna, Roxanne, Barcelo. That is your cue, girl. Oh my gosh. Como esta acá? That was lyrical. <laughs> Poetic. <laughs> I can't. Do you hear those illusions? Oh my gosh. 112 where the players dwell. <laughs> we are connected, girl. Got him. That's something only we know. Mm-hmm. Only you. Oh my gosh. Kane, what have you done? <laughs> what have we done did here? What have what? we done? We are here. I am here. All the way from Manila. Welcome. Yeah. I don't know if Taipei, if Taiwan is ready to handle this powerhouse, this wildflower (laughs) of a woman. I don't know if I'm (laughs) any of those things (laughs) at this point, but um, (laughs) after after drinking some pure brew. How um, how good is this cold brew? This is so good. We can't say the name because they haven't sponsored okay. us yet. Mm. But if they do, we will share with the world, mm. the entire world, what kind of coffee this is. But this is some pretty amazing Ethiopian cold brew. Is it hitting the spot for you? Um, I'm definitely trying to, to keep feel it all in. into <laughs> how to control <laughs> right? this. Uh, yes, this. It's magical. Magical concoction. It's so yummy. Um, thank you for this. And thank you for the beautiful words that you just put together. I can't even, I just felt like my life just sort of flashed within the vibration of your voice. And it just kind of echoed um, and called something in me that's kind of familiar, homey, foreign, all at the same time. And I, I suddenly missed it. Mm. I missed the work and I missed the, just the spirit that I, you know, sort of lived while working. I know it's crazy because this, (laughs) this story has like so many different beginnings, right? Like officially it's 13, I think is a huge milestone, Mm. but we were talking last time and it actually stretches even farther back, back in the States Mm. when you were even younger than that. But 13 is kind of a a big one, right? It's definitely a tipping point for sure, but I can take it back further. I'm sure. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. How far do we have to go back? Were Uh, you dancing mm. and singing in your mother's womb? Even before. Really? Yeah. This This is going deep. Okay. 
this is you going to your hometown and finding roots. Really? I went back and yeah, I had some revelations with my mother and my father and one of the most, are we starting? Yeah. Dang, man. You got the intro, I'm like, girl. where's the, <laughs> woo. I'm like trying to, okay. My mother is the youngest of nine siblings and she came <laughs> into this world when her mother was actually in her 50s. Wow. Okay. And then she she battled a few things like cancer of the pharynx, leukemia at the age of 11 and 12. Your mom. My mom. Oh, no way. She just, if there is one person who like has faith, she could have literally set up her own religion because mm. she was so connected and devout and she had her own way of leading writing her own story and doctors would tell her otherwise you can't do this you can't do that you may not live you may not have children you may not see tomorrow and she said nope i'm, I'm fighting through this yeah she knelt through it all and pleaded to the heavens and she never had her period she only had her period twice in her life once before she conceived me one month before she conceived my brother. Whoa. Yeah. So my father basically married my mom knowing that they were not going to have children. Yeah. So and you, you guys are miracle babies. <laughs> it's like virgin birth. The almost. impossible. Yeah. <laughs> the mission impossible actually was Immaculate possible. Immaculate conception here. So, we're getting religious. Mm, Whoa, that's crazy. So this is back in the Philippines. This is in Virginia. Okay. My mom and dad eloped. Sorry, I have no chronological sense. It's all good. <laughs> Story. <laughs> You're going to we'll, be editing we'll, we'll this. wrangle it back in. Don't worry, it's all good. <laughs> You're going to be editing like, what is going on? It's all good. It's um, a mystery for the listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, my parents went to the States two years before I was born. So my mom was about to elope with my dad going to the States. Her mom was in the hospital. She knew nothing. She didn't even know that they got married, none of that. And she was like, before you leave me, I'll go ahead in Filipino. And then she passed away within minutes. Oh, wow. But she said it lovingly. That's what my mom said. Okay. It's almost like she paved the way for my mom and my dad to start their own new path and family this new adventure in yeah. the united states correct and it was heartbreaking for her i think she was dealing with a little bit of guilt but somehow just worked through it mm. yeah <laughs> where in the philippines is this this was in manila okay and they migrated to false church virginia and then i was then born 2 years later in Fairfax, Virginia. What are your memories from, how is Fairfax, Virginia? Quaint. Quaint. Very peaceful, mm. very quiet. I grew up in this little, little, little city town kind of thing that was, our neighbors were like my grandmas and grandpas. Like it was the coolest little town and, um, Wait, I'm so nervous, Kane. Give me a second. <laughs> Look at this superstar. Ay. I feel proud. I'm making this superstar nervous. <laughs> oh, 
my gosh. <laughs> too much fire. Too Ooh. much Ethiopian coffee. It's solid. It's in my... <laughs> I'm trying to be calm and I'm and inside, you know, the movie inside out. Yes. They're like, you're just, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember growing up on a street where like everybody knew everybody and mm. you, it was like so loving, so fun and just familiar. Everyone was kind of like just supportive of like, Oh, are you going to school today? How is school? And like everyone was jolly and yeah. Mm. I'd go to our neighbor's houses and eat cookies or yeah, it was just pretty chill. Leave the fence open and it's a nice American life. And safe, quaint. Yeah, very peaceful, safe. Friendly. Friendly. Mm. Um was it majority white? Mm-mm. Diverse. Ooh, very diverse. Okay. Very diverse. Mm. And we had a playground in the back that was pretty cool. So a lot of the kids also would like come to our house. And I didn't have a brother yet at that time. So the whole block was basically, you know, my mm. crew or I was their crew. Whenever. I was part of their crew. Roxy on the block. <laughs> Jenny on the block. <laughs> it's not the Bronx, but it's... But it was it was really cool. It was just like even though I didn't grow up with like relatives, I felt like I belonged mm. on that street. <laughs> yeah, your parents went alone. I mean, they didn't have kind of like a Filipino connection in the states, or eventually, mm. yeah, eventually, because um, my mom worked for the World Bank for fifteen years, and there's a really beautifully tight knit Filipino community, and it was so. Freaking fun, dude. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like my parents would go to like bowling competitions and just dance every Saturday. We just go to each other's basements and mm. and like dance, eat, do picnics. So Filipino. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. Um, super Pinoy, man. Exactly. And it was just community. Yeah. And weirdly enough, like I was pretty much the little girl. Everyone was like, so I would get all the the Barbie dolls and mm. I'd get a few Ninja Turtles here and there. That dates me, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. That's all coming Ninja back. <laughs> the AI Ninja Turtles. Exactly. That's what you're talking about. But um, yeah, it was just like the kids that I grew up with were heavily into sports and yeah, it was just such a cool, cool childhood. Mm. I felt so accepted. I felt like my parents were so loved. I saw that their relationship was so celebrated and other relationships were celebrated as well. We just like, it was so freaking fun. And then what about your brother? When did your brother come around? Um, How many years later? Eight Almost eight years later. Oh, so you were a little princess for eight years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I was a princess, but yeah, I was for sure. Unica hija. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, um, the one daughter, the one daughter. But um, they didn't baby me, mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't have help. So it was kind of like I grew up knowing my way around the house, what I needed to do. I had my responsibilities and. And you can also chores. have that freedom to play. Oh, yeah. Which is super yeah. important. 
Yeah. And my dad, since my mom was with the World Bank and my dad was actually working for the Arlington County, I had spent a lot of the afternoons with my dad mm. during the weekdays. And yeah, I know from our previous discussions and then going down to Roxy I'm B. I'm talking uh, too much, man. Please. No, that's the whole point. That's the whole point, girl. This is your stage. I'm the like, world what? is your stage. <laughs> The world is your stage. This is your mic, girl. No, this is Don't hold mic. back. Don't be shy. I, I should. I should be shy at this point. <laughs> knowing what you did with <laughs> knowing you and your knowing, wife. <laughs> yeah. How deep of a rabbit oh. hole we went down last night. I know that your relationship with your parents is very important. Yes, it is. So your mom is a World Bank Accountant. Accountant. Mm -hmm. That's really impressive. And then your father was working for the county. Correct. Of okay. Arlington. And then eventually became a professor as well. That's correct. Doc B. Doc B. Dang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mom said that, you know, she, she went to public schools all throughout her life. And she said, it's free to dream. Libre lang mangarap anak. She'd always tell me that. Mm. It's like, you can... Sky's the limit. Yeah. Sky's the limit. There was one point where she, you know, slowly started opening up about her childhood. And she told me that her and her mom lived in a little carton box, like a box that didn't have a roof. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she said there was one way of seeing it where she can think, oh, we're, you know, we lack, we lack a roof. But she said, actually, our roof is the sky and the stars. Mm, and that's awesome. That really just blew my mind. And I was like, whoa, my mom really is on a different yeah, plane. Different of, level. <laughs> of a consciousness, yeah, man. I can, yeah. I can imagine that in Manila, too. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of poverty, mm. especially back in those days, right? Mm. And then to be able to have that kind of mindset mm. and then have that conviction not only with the the birth and all of this stuff and mm. the the medical issues but trying to go to another country starting mm -hmm. a family raising this powerhouse of a woman she didn't even speak english she went there just with Tagalog. yes thank you okay <laughs> okay <laughs> hi <laughs> yeah yeah. Wow. She said she had at least 10 words and that was all she needed. That's crazy. It's so crazy, man. I learned the law of attraction from my mother without the words law of attraction. Right. She told me that she wanted to work for the World Bank because that was the ultimate goal for an accountant. Wow. And then she's like, I didn't know how I was going to do that. I didn't know how that was going to happen. But she saw in the newspaper that there was an opening for a secretarial position. And then she's like, I'm just going to give it a shot. She was in the subway and then she was studying steno because she doesn't know it. But she saw that it was on the test. Mm. The person that she was sitting next to was actually a person from the HR department of the World Bank. Oh, no way. And she was going to be the one. Um, interviewing her? Interviewing and giving the test. Wow. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're kidding. On the train next On to her. On the train next to her. All the, yeah. That's crazy. It's so crazy. And then she was like, oh, don't worry about that. You don't need to study steno. Oh, <laughs> she, like, <laughs> she saw, she peeked and like, don't yeah. worry. 
You're all good. Yeah, she's like, what are you studying for? She's like, oh, I'm going to take test. Ganyan, ganyan. And then <laughs> she's like, no, no, girl, you don't need that. You don't need that. You don't need that. Just come. Yeah, just, just come. come. And then she didn't even have to be a secretary for, you know, the actual job opening. Mm. She went straight into being an accountant. At the World Bank. At the World Bank. From a carton in Manila. Like selling selling fish. Like she would swim in the ocean at four years old and sell it on the street. Whoa. Dude. That was that her was, childhood yeah, back that, in Manila. And a little bit more of her childhood, her dad actually like said, oh, that's not my child. Oh. <laughs> she Dang. was like kind of disowned. She was really disowned. Bro. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. She would be on your podcast. I mean, I'm just her. Right. Her echo. <laughs> mm, yes. But um, she definitely deserves the stage. All the things that she went through and like she just decided everything in her life, she would turn it into gold. Mm. She would make a different life for herself and her her husband. And she decided that she would have kids. Even if she knew biologically, it was not possible. Right. But she just like willed it. She decided it. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're lucky if you have three months. <sighs> She's like, no, I'm going to live and I'm going to give life. Exactly. That's gangster. That's gangster. <laughs> <laughs> you recognize that, man? Exactly. <laughs> she is pure G. <laughs> yeah, that's so G, yo. Super G, yeah. Back in those days in Manila, growing up in that kind of environment mm. and that kind of situation and yeah. making all this happen mm. with this like American dream, it's mm. it's amazing. And my dad and her just kind of like, I'm like, how did you guys fall in love? How? Mm. Because they're so different. Mm. They're complete opposites. My dad was a facilitator at a workshop and my mom was one of the participants. She was working at the Pacific Bank and she just asked, sir, may I go to the bathroom? <laughs> that was it. And then he winked at her <laughs> and he was like, yes, you may. Yes, you may. <laughs> you can go to the bathroom anytime. Dude, I've... I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but like <laughs> just a wink. That's the love just story. Just a wink. The bathroom. She was like. Permission. Yeah. To pee. <laughs> to permission <laughs> to pee. Exactly. And then she went to the bathroom and she says she was in the cubicle. She's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I love him. <laughs> That is the father of my children. <laughs> and dude, like I oh. I love my mom. She is she is bro. <laughs> mm, I know. Um yeah. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah. She's so cool. Um and it's it's rest in peace. Um it's crazy because yeah she is now in heaven mm. um and i haven't you know put it on my um socials or anything like that oh. i sorry my voice is quacking <clears throat> but um yeah it happened january 16 this year and oh wow mm -hmm. And it's pretty intense, man. She 
she was definitely a fire in my life. Super brave woman, courageous. She's kind of like a dad also. Mm. And I totally understand because I guess she had to father herself as well throughout her life. So, um, yeah, she father kind of mm, disowning her. So she had to figure out everything. Yeah. Be everyone for everyone. everyone Be not only for for herself, not only to get herself through life, but also to give birth to you and your brother. And yeah, she took care of her mom for so long and she let go of her first love, her mom. And yeah, so much. Yeah. This, this whole chapter of like realizing my mom's impact in my life is kind of, yeah, it's, it's really, it's intense, man. (laughs) Oh man. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's so recent too. It's recent, but she, the amazing part of their story is she went to heaven on their 40th wedding anniversary. On the day. On the day. Like, <laughs> no, there's like two. <laughs> no way. She's like writing her own movie. For real. It's so crazy. It's so insane. Wow. Yeah. Talk about romantic. She's so romantic, man. From the bathroom stall to yeah. the wedding anniversary. Yeah. He's the father of my children. <laughs> yeah. Girl, you you the doctor said you're not going to have any kids. What do you know. mean, children? <laughs> she imagined it. Yeah. And it happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So that's, wow. So not many people even really know about that. Maybe snippets. Right. Snippets, but. Because I think your father, it's more, more well known. Yes. Yeah. I went through it on TV. I know. I saw some. You did? I saw the, <gasps> I guess you were hosting, right? Um. And then, well, there's probably a few. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's probably th- a few, but you were hosting uh, the singing contest, I think. And- uh, I was part of the singing contest. I joined a singing contest. Okay. I really, I joined even, even before. Wait, am I right? No, no, no. See, this is my, this is the little liar. Wait. <laughs> when I don't remember something, I'll just say, yeah, mm-hmm, uh, okay. So this is what happens. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Let me fact check myself. Okay. <laughs> um, so my dad passed away in June 30th, mm. about four years ago. Okay. And then they asked me to join this contest. I said, no, I can't do it because I'm, I'm grieving mm. right now. And the crazy thing, his last text to me, I still have it saved in my phone. It was like, Kanta na anak, which means like, you have to sing. Like, it's time to sing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he, he said, I love you. And yeah, I was basically processing my grief while I was on that show. Mm. And I couldn't help but sing and cry and laugh and celebrate and just alchemize that whole, you know, um, like storm of emotions, storm of emotions and on live TV, on live TV. broadcast all throughout the Philippines. Yeah. It was, it was such a blessing also because they kept asking me questions about my father that made me, yeah, I, I felt so healed. I, I wasn't even thinking about the prize at any point. I just wanted to sing. Mm. 
But it was like nerves because I don't really go on stage to sing. I go on stage to host and act, but barely to sing. And to have that drive to do it, like just because my father told me to, and I want to honor what he said. Oh, wow. He was such a good man. I really wished, like, I really wished, My husband and my kids would have met him and my in-laws, but even my friends, my newer friends. He was such a wonderful person, dude. Like, sorry, I know a lot of people respect you and I keep calling you dude and bro. <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's all good. I should probably call I you master. <laughs> master. Please. I am dude. I am dude to you. <laughs> Kuya, Kuya Kane, Kuya Kane in the or, house. Or uh, Prophet Kane. Pro- <laughs> I should, I should take Please, a step back. No. <laughs> Man, yeah, dude. I wish you met him. He I was know. Just so we cool. talked about that last time. We He's are so cool. We would have. I mean, we have so much in common. So many similarities. We were tripping out when we were yeah. talking about it last time. Too many similarities. Like, what? I was like, no way. <laughs> I want to meet this dude, this prophet, this yeah. amazing man, right? Because uh, it would have been amazing. Man, man. He's so great. He's like the epitome of awesome. Mm. <laughs> and loving and unconditional. Supportive of your career. Yeah. Just what do you want to do enough? Like I heard that so early on in my life and I don't know if I was actually telling him the truth, but, Mm. (laughs) but he asked the right question. So I kept seeking. Right. And it, you know, the power is always in the question. So exactly, I was actually left with so many questions. He left me a workbook that is a workshop book. And to this day, like I, I revisit it when I want to hear answers from my dad. They're actually questions from my dad Mm. and they're they're tools that I use to this day. Yeah, he was working for the government. He also kind of pivoted later in his career Mm -hmm. as a professor, a consultant. Mm -hmm. Organizational development head of a steel company as well. Yeah, and off the books, he was a life coach and just fathered many. A lot of his students would come up to me and say, oh, I have to thank your dad because he's just, you know, the reason why my business has become as successful as it is like internationally and like locally, like so many people have come up to me or even this, the pastor who officiated our ceremony was his student. Oh yeah. um, Your wedding. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. During the pandemic. Right. (laughs) Pastor Omar. And my dad would just like, he would talk about Omar all the time and say like, you know, he's such a good person. And he just saw the potential in everybody, the goodness and yeah, kindness in everyone. Mm. And now he's a pastor and it's like, (laughs) what? Can you officiate our wedding, please? <laughs> and he was like, oh, that's the least I can do for you, oh, for wow. your dad. He he was a father and a brother to me. I was mm. like, whoa. So I almost felt like my dad was was there. Wow. Yeah, I've not shared that. <laughs> Dang <Amazing>. Kane. Exactly. <laughs> master. Master. <laughs> well, rest in peace to Doc B. Thanks, man. And mom. 
Thank you. Yeah. Rosabel. Sure. Rosabel. Mm, Mama yeah. Rosa. Exactly. Mm. Pour some coffee out for the, the homies up in heaven. Well, we're not going to do that right now because mm. mocha will get wet, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll pour it down our throats. Mm. They loved coffee. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Nice. I love them already. <laughs> <laughs> they love their pandesal and coffee and butter. That's oh, all they need. Of course. Need. Exactly. <laughs> they knew butter coffee before mm-hmm. butter coffee, bulletproof. Exactly. Yeah. And they would just stare at each other. While drinking their coffee, they Whoa. they wouldn't converse too much. It was just like just like lock eyes, electricity, electricity, caffeine, yeah, exactly, <laughs> caffeine, love, aura, whatever, vibration, <laughs> man. And they just get up and go to work. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> G yeah. Rosabel G. Yeah, <laughs> this is a pretty crazy. I would. I would remember going up escalators with my parents in front of me and mm. he would be really like grabbing her and she would like giggle, like no way. <laughs> grabbing her in, you know, in, in the, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. The lovely places. L- yeah. Love, love. Yeah. Yeah. By her heart. By her heart. Yeah. yeah. She would grab her heart. He would grab her heart. Squeeze her heart. Yeah. And I would just be like, Fondle. yo, what are you guys? We're in public. I know. What is going Stop on? Fondling her heart. You know? In public. <laughs> and then it was only like, <laughs> it was only like when I was uh, more mature and I realized like, Oh, oh, they are just so freaking attracted to each other. Right. Forever, like consistently. My dad said my mom attracted all his senses. Ooh. She activated all his senses. <sighs> he smelled good to her. She looked fine and etc. <laughs> oh, your dad, <laughs> Doc B. Doc B with the words. <laughs> My my philosopher dad. <laughs> exactly. He's a poet as well. True, true. Oh, my goodness. So back to Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> as a young girl, Roxanne Barcelo, how did this all start? Like, I know you did a lot of interesting things. We talked about an ESPN mm-hmm. show that you yeah. really loved. Mm-hmm. But, but where was the start? Do you remember kind of the, the initial opportunity mm. or situation? Do you know Hex? I don't know. What is Hex? Hex is like a department store, like Nordstrom. Okay. Sort of. Hex was like a department store that had a competition. They had like a photography competition. And all you had to do was pose. And then it was like, if you won, you would win a good amount. Mm. And my mom was like, oh, do you want to join? Mm. I was probably four. Oh, wow. Four years old. Four years old. And I was like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) And then it was just posing for the camera. Mm. And then she had a little Mickey Mouse. (laughs) I'm giving all the context clues. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mickey Mouse figurine. Mickey Mouse. And then I would just. Look at it and smile. smile. I wasn't even smiling into the lens. I was like smiling above the lens. And I was just, yeah. And then I won. Oh, no way. And then I didn't even understand the concept of winning. Of and course, like or like modeling. Modeling or like <laughs> prize money. And like, I just. You're just a kid. I was just a kid. Looking at Mickey Mouse. I was like, yeah, I'll sit down and I'll look at Mickey Mouse. <laughs> no I love Disney. <laughs> Disneyland and everything. Yeah. So oh, that was it. 
And then I got scouted by a modeling agency called Kappa Shell. Dude, I am digging exactly. <laughs> in my files. Exactly. I would have never thought I could remember this. <laughs> this is crazy. Do They're, it while you can. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Woo. Maybe um, five years later. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, this modeling agency called Kappa Shell was like, we would like to sign her and train her for free. And my parents said, sure. <laughs> It was like after school hours, sometimes 7 or 8 p.m., I would be at the agency and they taught me everything like walking and smiling and yeah. How old were you at this time? I was five. No way. So this is one year after your big mm -hmm. uh, department store debut. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and oh, the snort came out. You heard it here. Roxanne Barcelo, she <laughs> oh snorts. God. When she laughs so much. Oh my gosh. I did everything I could throughout my career to not, to do, not it do it in public. <laughs> you held it oh in. Oh my gosh. I, but you're um, free here. I feel free. Exactly. Um, thanks, man. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Kane. Exactly, um, girl. Wow. This feels so. like a very courageous space that you have here. Mm. Um, I feel courage. Nice. Thank you. Yes, Thank you for that. For sure. I really appreciate it. Mm. Yeah. And they taught me skills that would be useful in the entertainment industry. At five years old. At five years old. I and mean, you remember this stuff? I you do. I do. Wow. Um, and I think I booked my first commercial, which was for the 4th of July. It was like an Independence Day campaign. Mm. And yeah, I just was like with a bunch of other kids smiling and like jumping and like yeah just being, being wholesome happy. american happy yeah independent mm -hmm. and then after that i booked another commercial and another and then i started doing the catwalk i did gap kids i did other brands i don't remember right, <laughs> <laughs> right now but um oh oshkosh Ooh, oshkosh bagosh oshkosh bigosh yeah um i remember that and one of the coolest commercials I did was the 150th anniversary of the Smithsonian Museum. Mm, that's very cool. And I got to go inside the vault of the Blue Diamond. Oh, no way. And I got to hold the Blue Diamond. Yeah. Did you take it? I held it for a few seconds. Okay. <laughs> per shot. And oh, right. I had to gently put it back, but it was... Yeah. And my parents were actually in the commercial as well. Like Ooh. split second, they huh. played my parents. And the main actress of I Dream of Jeannie was the main actress of that commercial. Whoa. Yeah. It was so cool. It's actually on YouTube. And my dad found it a few years ago. Oh, no way. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe this is online. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's from the archives. Somehow. That's amazing. Somehow. And it's for the museum, actually. It's for the museum. Okay. Yeah. And it was the most amazing experience to, you know, be doing a commercial with my parents. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> and they would be with me anyway. And how old were you at this time? I was probably 10, 10, 11. Okay. And then after that, I got the 
hosting gig for the kid club on ESPN. Yeah, this was cool. You mm. told me about this last time. Yeah. It sounds so amazing. We got to interview the top athletes during that time and they would teach us their sport. It's cool. How long did you do that? Was this like a whole kind of season thing? Or? Oh, yeah. I did it for at least a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was still in school. I went to St. Thomas More's Cathedral School in Arlington. And yeah, I remember coming to school one time with my makeup and my friends were like, yo, your face is so dirty. What is that? <laughs> so dirty. <laughs> You have gunk on your face. Take that off. No like, way. You have yeah. like paint. And <laughs> I mean, these are kids I play right? kickball with exactly. and like basketball and football. And I'm they like, thought you went to like arts and crafts yeah, class. Yeah, what are you doing? Didn't exactly. clean up afterwards. Yeah. I'd like peel carrots at daycare with them. Like, what am I doing with makeup on? And then you're like this host of it this. so weird. That I didn't even so tell weird. anyone. Oh, really? No. So no one really knew. No, no. You had this like secret double life yeah i was i even joined like a modeling competition i do remember it. sorry this is like slowly i'm slowly downloading yes, stuff exactly. after two years of joining on my second year i won most outstanding model of the year not child model but model, model of the year of the year i was like That's 11 scary. it was scary 11 years old yeah you're just scary hot. I have like a picture of like holding trophies. I'm like, it doesn't, I, oh. I didn't understand it. It's I just, weird. It's, it's weird. weird. I, I just walked in a dress that my mom made. Oh, no way. Yeah. I smiled, you know, looking at Minnie Mouse or Mickey Mouse or one of the two <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or another Disney icon. Right. <laughs> and somehow... Somehow, I wasn't even asked any questions. It wasn't like a pageant or anything. It was just a photograph, Photo basically. Yeah, I won. A photo um, shoot. Most, yeah, like whatever, oh, whatever. so crazy. So crazy. It's so weird. It's so weird, man. Yeah. You're like winning these like crazy awards. You are hosting like this ESPN sports show with like professional athletes. And nobody knows. And then knows. you go to class <laughs> with a dirty face. <laughs> What's that gunk on your face? And then we're like doing burp contests. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That I would win a right. hello. <laughs> yeah, you have to. I have you to. You are the champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me in. <laughs> I'll win it. I'll do the ABCs all the way to Z all the way with to one Z. breath. <laughs> what one breath. What a dork. Oh. I was a major dork. It just didn't make sense, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is so crazy. It's so weird. So this was up until... This was the peak of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes downhill from there. It all, whatever comes after this, ladies and gentlemen, that, yeah. Thank God for mountains and valleys. Exactly. There's hope. <laughs> exactly. There will be another mountain ahead. Might be smaller, but, but there will be a mountain to climb. Oh my gosh. That is the peak. You were living the dream. I mean, how did you feel though? Do you remember? I mean, it feels kind of like an outer body experience in some way. Like it was looking back on that. That's funny you that you say that? Yeah. out of body experience. I actually remember, like if I close my eyes right now, I can remember my mom always whispering the same thing to me right before I go on stage or right before I go in front of a camera. Hmm. She'd always say, do your best. And she would never say, you're not good enough or like, 
you know, do better. She's not like these crazy, we hear these stories, right? Of yeah. These like child actor parents. Yeah. Like Macaulay Culkin or something. Who uh. just like, like really kind of coaching yeah. them and expecting all these things. But your parents are just like, oh, they're chill. Do your best. <laughs> and my dad Have fun. Holding- Look at Mickey Mouse. <laughs> they knew what made me happy. And it was very simple. They knew that I was smiling through it all and enjoying and that motivated them to motivate me and just encourage me. Hmm. Yeah. She would just say, do your best, Anak. Hmm. Do your best. She would like vary the, <laughs> 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 the, the pauses. The delivery. The delivery. Exactly. <laughs> Each time. But it was the same sentence. It was the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't matter what I was going to do. She's like, do your best. I remember. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And um, they were really present. I didn't even think of it as a career, to be honest. It just felt like an extracurricular activity. Activity. Okay. Like I could be at the slide with my friends and I would probably feel the same amount of joy. It was just a thing. Were there any bad experiences or like stress that you remember from this time period? No. Wow. That's that's pretty None. remarkable as well, right? They somehow, well, I think it was really the environment and also my parents, like I felt like they felt I was protected in every way possible. Like I was with a good agency, you know, I was doing something pretty cool. And yeah, the people I came to meet, they were just so awesome. Yo, you want, really? I don't even understand. But yeah, it was so cool, man. That's amazing. And my parents loved people. Like my mom was a good listener. She liked to, you know, listen to people's stories. So, you know, maybe 95% of the time they were just talking to other parents or Mm. other kids I was working with. And everyone was just having a good time. Exactly. Right. Super chill. It was cool. Immaculate. Immaculate. Everything's immaculate from the conception. Correct. Down to the inception. Mm. 13. 13 is when you moved back to the Philippines, but not back for you because you were actually born in the States. So how did this come about? What is this kind of change in your life? Mm. My mom had a dream, something that involves the Pentagon. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. It's getting mysterious again. It's so mysterious. And she said, I don't think it's going to be safe. Whoa. It was weird. Like So she, this is before. I don't even know why I remember this, but yeah. It was one of the things that she told me. And then she would tell me, oh, we have to go back to Manila because I miss my relatives. I want you to grow up knowing the Filipino culture. And I mean, we'd come back every other year. So I knew my relatives mm. um, on my mom's side. with the Philippines. Yeah. But you had never lived there. Correct. Right. Yeah, we moved there. I got into school, an all-girls school, and it was an adjustment Mm. for sure. So you went to Manila? Mm -hmm. We lived in Quezon City. Okay, QC. Mm -hmm. QC. Okay, in the house. North. Yeah, what's QC all about? (laughs) Represent right now. Represent. Amazing schools are there. Mm. The subdivision that my mom, well, they bought a property there and she was designing her dream house like maybe a few years back. And she was saying, oh, we're going to live here. We're going to live here. Mm. And she made it happen. (laughs) (laughs) 
she's not an architect. She does not know how to, you know, draw, draw, but her drawing was perfect. She'd buy those like, you know, the, the paper we the use graph for paper. the graph paper. Yeah. The squares. Exactly. And somehow she was a master with Excel, Microsoft Excel. Right. And she, she also- used her accountant skills and exactly. just transferred them to the graph paper. Correct. And created her dream house in QC, really. Yeah. And you guys built it. Yeah. And you live there. Yeah. That's where you grew up. Correct. I mean, had your kind of teenage, teenage. years. Dang. Back in the Philippines, mm. you know, all girls. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing a Catholic school. Correct. Ooh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then the back of our house was like this mountain range, beautiful mountain range. Oh. And then the Marikina River right behind us. It was so beautiful, especially for like the sunrise and the mm. sunset. Mm. Yeah. So then when did you go on this big show? Because you went on a, a singing contest yeah. at 13, right? I did. That was the tipping point, as you mentioned earlier. Yes. I saw a commercial on TV. Mm. Okay. I'm going to rewind like two days before. Okay. Two days before. <laughs> and then um, I saw Super Dork coming out. <laughs> um, snort, snort girl. <laughs> My parents were in, usually, I've never seen my parents fight. They weren't fighting, but they were in their master's bedroom. They were chatting and chismosa. I was like, mm -hmm. Little like gossip. Yeah. I put my ear to the door and I was like, uh, what are they talking about? Right. It's so weird. Um, sorry, I skipped the whole part where my brother was born in Virginia. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I love you, Tim. What's up, Tim? What's up, Tim? Sorry, um, you weren't born, so. <laughs> Sorry, I love you. It Tim. is Ghost Month here <laughs> in Taiwan, so maybe some spooky things are happening. No, 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 it's maybe so we'll crazy. bring you back again, Tim, some other time. But <laughs> your sister just left you in the dust. No. <laughs> he's there. He's there. He's there. <laughs> he's actually in the house, literally right now. Oh, really? In this QC house. In this QC house. Yeah. Oh, mm. he'll be listening to this and be like, <laughs> What do you think he's looking at right now? When mm. he listens to this, where will he be? Where will think? he be? He's on the second floor. You're creeping him out right now. He's probably, <laughs> what's up, Timmy? Um, he's probably in my parents' room. What are you doing in the parents' room? <laughs> Which is now his room. Oh, I see. <laughs> and then he's probably looking outside the window, seeing the beautiful river. Mountains. Oh, and mountain the rivers. Range. Exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, so my parents were talking about, okay, we, we need money. Oh. We need more money because my dad just, he was working for Coca-Cola at the time, but he decided to not continue because he was going through, you know, corporate. Restructuring mm, and uh, stuff, stuff. Yeah, he was just going through some wrong dynamics okay. um, that he didn't really want. And my mom was like, oh, so no, how, how are we going to do this? My dad was like, we'll find a way, you know, because he finished his PhD He's like, I'll, I'll use it and I'll, you know, formulate something. And in the back of my head, all I heard was we need money. Wow. As a 13 year old girl. Yeah. In that millisecond, I decided I was going to find a way to help my parents. No way. Yeah. This is how it started. This is how it started. Suddenly I understood currency. Right. And responsibility. It's not like in America where you're just having fun as a mm -mm, little girl. Mm -mm, it became mm -mm. real. It became back real. Back in the Philippines. I understood that my skill set could be. Right. Could pay yeah. the bills. It could help. It could help. I could help. Wow. Yeah. 
And I guess it was also my mother telling her story about, you know, being an entrepreneur at a very young age. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt like, oh, maybe a little bit later. Channel that hustle, your mom's hustle. Exactly. Yeah, right. Channel my mother's hustle. That is a perfect way to put it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I saw a commercial on TV. We're usually around the television. And I told my parents, oh, ano, may ano, may may singing contest. And then the prize money was like, ding, 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 ding. ding." ding. It was 300,000 pesos, Pesos. which would be almost 150,000 NTD. Okay. It's a good um, chunk of change for a 13-year-old. For, for the first prize. And then the second prize was like 200,000 pesos. Nice. Like, um, okay. Yeah. I was like, if I win first, second, or even third, that's like high school and college. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. And I had one song to sing. So I auditioned with like thousands. It's kind of like American thousands, Idol. Thousands, yeah. Or hundreds. Maybe, okay. you know, as a kid. Or 500 million. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're lying now. It's all good. <laughs> I was in line. It was a long line. <laughs> all right. So all of the Philippines was there. Uh, it was, it was. What's in, it called? What's the show called? The contest is called Metropop Star Search. Right. Metropop Star Search. Okay. But the longer running one was the Metropop Songwriting Oh, interesting. That was kind of the original one. That's the original one. And then they made this one as, you know. This kind of new pop search. new, correct. So I was part of the second batch. And- um, Beat out all of the Philippines. (laughs) They opened it nationwide. Yes. So it was pretty cool. I just sang one song, which was Part of Your World, Disney. Yeah. And this was for the audition. This was for the audition. And that's all I sang. (laughs) Throughout the whole show. <laughs> Throughout the whole show. Maybe really? maybe I sang like a medley with all the other contestants, like some songs from the 80s or 70s. Yeah, they made like medleys for variety shows so we could promote the show. But I just had to master one song. That's all. What does this song sound like? Really? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Let me get a cold brew. <laughs> a little cold brew. <laughs> Go back. Back to the past. We're going Disney on you guys. It starts a cappella. Mm. Just like the movie. Perfect. Maybe he's right. Maybe there is something the matter with me. But I just don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be bad. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm a girl? A girl who has everything. And then I fast forward to the finals night. I had a fever. I was sick after months of preparing. This is on live TV? This is live. Live TV. Yes. Or taped as live. Like maybe an hour, two hours delayed. Broadcast to all of the Philippines. Correct. And that's the first time I heard Pepahua, which is like this medicinal concoction. concoction that you just take a tablespoon and it's supposed to it just heals you. Heals you. You took it. Um, yes. One of my friends from the contest, one of the contestants had some and she was mm. like. They, she didn't poison you. She didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it somehow worked. And I thanked her after because I came in as the first runner up. Ooh, nice. <laughs> First runner-up, runner up. <laughs> <laughs> which essentially 
was cool because I got signed with a management team afterwards. Mm, and you got 200,000 pesos. That's correct. Yeah. Which helped oh, very wow. well, which helped my parents. And that was my, that was my goal. Yeah. That's what you did it for. Yeah. <laughs> we lined crazy. up with thousands. And millions. <laughs> and millions. Billions. And billions. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And it was like, I remember I was on my mom's lap, my nana's lap, and she said the same thing. Enough, just do your best. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Yeah. You, you know? did your best. And I'm sure she was praying because that's what my mom does. Mm. She she lives a prayer. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And then you signed immediately with. Yes, I signed with Vienna Forrest. She is one of the most amazing talent managers in the Philippines. Mm. Um, and she was handling some of the most amazing stars. But I came in towards a time where she was kind of like contemplating, should I continue managing or should I not? But she handled my career for about three years and mm. it was wonderful. She was so cool. She really took care of me and I got training as much as I could right before I booked my first show, which was called Click. And I played this darling named Tony Darden. Tony Darden. Tony Darden from the East Coast who just got back. To the Philippines. Yeah, who just got back to the Philippines. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> and yeah. So I, it's like a kind of like a kid show. It's a teen like a show. Yeah, a teen show. And, you know, the love teams and a little bit of very youthful plots. With like all teen cast. Yeah. And friendly. Wholesome family. Wholesome family stuff. Just like you were in Fairfax, Virginia. Exactly. On the East Coast. On Coming back to mm -hmm. Philippines. That's correct. And how long did you do this show? I'm going to say, I'm going to say two years. Oh, Wow. Um, I may be wrong. <laughs> Even long could be twenty years. Could Who be knows? twenty. <laughs> it felt long. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so. So, if after you that. were a teenager growing up at this time, did everyone pretty much watch this show? How big of a show was it? Okay, there were two stations that were dominating the the airwaves or the okay. television waves. Waves. It was. ABS-CBN, Channel 2, and it was GMA7. I was on GMA7. The singing contest was on GMA7. Okay. And on Channel 2, there was like a- Like a competing, competing show. show. That was kind of like the same format. And that show was running for a very long time. Okay. And there was a different show called TJS that came before the show I was part of. But it was like teens and love, right. young love, school, family. So how did Click do? Click did well. Click did well. I remember I was in a love team and we won best love team for like a newspaper, <laughs> like inquire. Yeah. What does like love they, team mean? Love team means like you guys are put in scenes together and then there's like a plot to follow. Like your storyline would be one of many threads to follow. And it was very, I guess, cute. Like it was a marshy and mallow thing. So I was marshy and then I think he was mallows. Oh, I <laughs> Gosh, I'm, this is, this is, <laughs> this is one of the boxes. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so it was cool. How was it working with this amazing agent? Wonderful. I honestly feel like she had 
wonderful vision for me. And she had great steps and was a, a doer. And she always asked me, is this what you want? And I value that so much. I did my best, not just because my mom suggested it, mm. <laughs> but also because she was like an excellent coach. Coach, mentor, yeah, mentor. I guess in many ways. Yeah. You know, there was typical showbiz drama behind mm -hmm. the scenes, but she just helped me stay grounded and was like, you know, you love doing this. You're doing it for yourself and your family. And like, it's all worth it. It'll mm. all be worth it. She was such a light in my life. Mm. Yeah. But she took a break. And when she took that break, she brought me over to her best friend, who was also a manager, who was wonderful as well. And I did a few years under his management and it was lovely. So this takes you to, I don't know, maybe the end of high school. That's correct. I... <laughs> I got into college. I was with this management and I was doing soap operas. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was juggling both. It was insane. <laughs> I would be taping. I mean, taping hours were just like, you could be there till six in the morning. And then go to school. The and then day. I had to go to school. I'd probably take a shower on set. I would already have my uniform with me because when I went to college, I went to an all girls school taking up communication arts. It was a hustle. It was a hustle for sure. Like I was studying while I was on set. And while I was at school, I would be thinking about scripts because right. I would have to memorize. It was all about memorizing. Mm. And I feel like memorizing short term stuff <laughs> was not the smartest thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> to be a master of, to, of memorizing and then forgetting stuff. Correct. So that's not great for a college student as well. It's not great <laughs> to like, I didn't know the difference at one point. Like, do I store this or do I right. just, yeah, dude. But that means yes, maybe. Master. <laughs> Sorry. That means you, figured you must it have been out. good at like Short getting through term. college too. You probably used those skills and applied them to your tests. Somehow I remember, <laughs> I remember everything while I was doing, you know, verbal examinations and presentations. And my dad, who was a professor, helped me so much. Like he just would basically coach me in between takes and he would be like, you know, asking me about media law or <laughs> <laughs> testing you in the back yeah. while you're preparing to like murder someone on a soap opera. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go behind or someone's back. Become or, or getting murdered. Or getting <laughs> murdered. <laughs> so what is this what is this soap opera is this wildflowers um, that you're talking not about not yet oh, it was no. like um kahit kailan okay i was a lead actress mm. for the first season as eden, eden. the garden of eden <laughs> it was like a heavy drama soap opera it was good i loved it i met one of the most amazing directors, director Well Bayani. The tie-up is eventually we can fast forward. Mm. Wildflower is actually a show that was under his business unit in ABS-CBN. Oh, the other channel. Correct. Yeah. And it was a point in my life where I was like, okay, this is going to be my last audition. Okay. I heard about the role that opened up suddenly because they had already casted someone for it. Ooh. And I actually knew her. She's a great actress and something didn't pan out for her to continue. One of my friends who's a manager, Alan Altera, was like, oh, this show is so good. So I, I had known about the show and about that role. 
because mm. of Alan. I suddenly got called for it. I was under Viva um, management at that time. I auditioned on a Friday. I got the call on a Saturday that I got it. Ooh. I had to chop my hair on a Sunday and Start Monday. filming on Monday. Correct. No, really? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's also amazing. It's... It's like a whirlwind romance. It's so weird. It's like eloping to the United States. Exactly. <laughs> and it was and it was an antagonist role. And wow. yeah, she was very like complicated and mm. complex and like manipulative, maybe. She had become, she had to, she had to make her way through. So yeah, that was a very cool job that I had did mm. had done. Right. Oh my gosh. My English has to be perfect around you. Um, excuse me. <laughs> um, it's better than mine. <laughs> not at all. But um, yeah, it was a cool role because she was just all over the place. Like mm. she, she was out for vengeance. She was, you know, a rebel. She was sassy. She was like spunky, charming, boss lady, boss girl, super sexy. Her mind was just like filled with scheming and, but she was a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> So out of all of these TV shows that mm. you've done, was that your favorite? TV shows wise, I guess at that time. Mm. At that time, I felt like I was ready for it because I had already gone through the other roles. Okay. You know, I I was teen star. I did the love team thing. Mm. I did the protagonist, Nakakaawa, which is, you know, like the one that you really try to follow throughout, right. you know, the good girl. And then it was at that at that time, I was ready be to be girl. the bad girl. And, you know, being the bad girl, it comes with its set of criticisms and you have to be ready for it because it's like your character is made to be hated. That's interesting. So does that really kind of spill over into your personal life as well? In um, some way? Actually, it was so when weird. you play such a kind of iconic character on TV that everyone sees and it's mm. meant to be hated. Because I felt that, you know, when I've yeah. watched, you know, certain yeah. movies or something, you yeah. really hate that character so much that you almost hate that actor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so It was so happen? weird. I was, I felt love. Oh. Like I felt love because they were like, she is cool. She's refreshing. Oh, okay. And so bad it was good. It was so bad. It was good. Like the way they wrote her character was so meaty and Mm. it was just exciting to play with. Being an actress, I was just invigorated with like the range that I could offer. Right. And it really made me dive deep into creating something outside of home or comfort right and really create someone new so i i love that they loved and hated her i expected the hate but the love i didn't expect wow that's interesting Mm, it was good so what about films you've done again too much stuff so (laughs) (laughs) what what about films Mm. uh i mentioned to you off the air before when we were Mm -hmm. kind of chatting that i was looking on netflix looked up your name <laughs> and one movie popped up, but mm. I wasn't able to get to it. Oh my it. gosh. Do you I know where it is now? I finally do. Okay. What's the name? Panty Sisters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I, 
Yeah, so I I only got through like the first. Oh is it bringing back gosh. some memories? Exactly. That's on Netflix. So any Taiwanese listeners here yeah. who are in Taiwan, that's one that you can get. I guess in the Philippines, yeah. probably some other of your stuff you yeah. can find. But at least in Taiwan, if you're in the Taiwan network, you can find <laughs> Panty Sisters. That and is yeah, amazing. It it's, looks amazing, crazy. I've only gone through the first couple of minutes. Yeah. I didn't have enough time to get through it, but you haven't popped up yet. Yeah. So when do you pop up? What is this film? It, it's a crazy film. It's, it's like a crazy dysfunctional. Film. It's <laughs> it's it's a it's family. It's like about a family and, right. and unconditional, unconditionally a family. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to say it. Yeah, and um, I am a best friend of one of the Panty sisters. Oh, I see. Okay, and my name is Cat there and it's so weird because this was my first job after my father transitioned okay mm-hmm. so i was like how am i gonna film a comedy and, and a crazy one it, yeah, yeah crazy pushes one. boundaries yeah and then i'm like gonna join a singing contest and i'm like mm. and then i remember my co-star paulo balesteros sabina sabina you better work bitch <laughs> <laughs> really that's I, that's the advice you got. I woke up. I was like, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. <laughs> oh shit. So yeah. <laughs> That was that was all I needed. Yeah. And that was Sometimes that was that's amazing. All it takes. Yeah. Do your best. It was you uh, work, it was bitch. a split second right before <laughs> action. <laughs> I was like Get it, girl. <laughs> oh, and you just had to work it. That was it. Yeah. Okay. And it suddenly. Was that your first film or? No. You had no, already no. done. I had some... done. I, I've done like independent films and like two years prior, I did Way of the Cross and Blood Hunters. They both were roles that I had auditioned for. And they're like internationally produced. Like one was from a Japanese American production company called Kaizen Studios, mm. uh, Way of the Cross. And for Blood Hunters, it was actually produced by Vincent Soberano and directed by him and his now wife, Sarah Chang, who is Taiwanese American. Oh, okay. Right. And they're literally, when we moved to Taiwan, I was like, they're my only friends. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it's so cool because, I mean, I've told you this already, but um, for those who are listening, Sarah and I were born in the same hospital in Fairfax. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> On the same year. Whoa. So you, whoa, you were like roommates. Pretty maybe. much. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Products. You of, could have got like switched at birth, possibly. There's only two hospitals in Fairfax. And yeah. we were, yeah, it was so weird. And then her mom was also with the World Bank for the longest time. <sighs> so weird. So weird. And you're on a movie with her and her husband, husband now husband. Now husband. And they have two kids who are girls. Mm. Anyway, so I love, love, love them. Yeah, so I was on that movie and I did a few other films after that. I loved like, especially, I guess the last five years of working because I found a different technique that really helped me jump in and out because I discovered that your home, your true self, you need to love your true self because that's who you're coming home to every day as soon as they say cut. Right. And Whether you like it or not. 
You better like it. Whether you like it or not. And the way I did it before was like, you know, using personal experiences to create the character. But sometimes you don't really have that, you know. Yeah, that repertoire. That, exactly. Yeah. That range, like yeah. from your personal experiences. Mm. And it, it's actually limiting. Yes. It was limiting for me. I tried a different technique, read about it, did workshops on it. And I just loved that. It was like. Kind of like the set world. you free. Yes. The world is just opened so up. free and you can create and it's not you. It's not you. I just say five, but it's actually like more than five, like maybe 10, almost 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Because pandemic, three years. Mm. <laughs> That's already oh, that, <laughs> that yeah. whole bit. Oh. And so what was the greatest film that you worked on or the greatest memory from working on films? The greatest memory of working on films. Just films or TV or like the whole industry. Ooh, whatever pops in your head. The thing about me is I love who I work with. I love people. I love creating, collaborating. I love learning. I love taking direction. I wasn't always good at it, you know, from the start, but, mm. but I eventually loved that whole process and the people I just got to know. And I don't, I really and truly feel feel like the audience, the people who have watched any of the work that I've done will probably be confused just as you and your wife probably are confused. <laughs> but they were just so supportive no matter what I did. I just felt love like, okay, guys, I'm trying something new. I'm with a different management. They have a different vision. Um, Are you game? <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like, you know, the audience was growing up with me. Hmm. There was even a segment where I was doing a children's show. Actually, I did two children's shows and one of them was called Art Angel. And that is actually, I won Best Children's Show Host with my co-host, Tony Pet, And that award is actually the reason why I'm here in Taiwan. Oh. That was the, they found that and they said, okay, you can. We'll give you a gold card. You can have a gold card. <laughs> oh, wow. You really? may now enter. <laughs> oh, no way. So that's yeah. okay. And it was such a fun, fun show. It was like music, art, storytelling. Oh, wow. That's amazing. You also mentioned here and you had kind of hinted at it before, but you also jumped around a lot with different kind of agencies and things like this. Totally. 100%. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, that must have been quite challenging as well. And mm. you kind of hinted at it that, you know, no matter what, at least your fans, they were very supportive. But I think for Thousand you, percent. for you, it must have been quite difficult and trying to find your kind of voice, your path mm. and, you know, the way you wanted to shape your own career. I felt like I was a brand most of the time, or I was a product that needed evolution every time. I needed to grow. I needed to evolve. I needed to change. I needed to adapt. It was, it was every single time I would go to a new management. So it wasn't cohesive, truth be told. I had to step back many times and be like, okay, Who's the case study today? Oops, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> What's the new the, experiment? The social experiment is myself. 
I mean, it's so crazy, right? That's it's pretty crazy. From 13 years old mm -hmm. with this crazy career of yours, totally in the public eye in the Philippines. Yeah. And all people see on the outside is the product, right? But yeah. they don't realize you are being led, mm. maybe pushed in many different directions. And um, yeah, uh, I guess we'd always go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, you've done this. What's next? What can you do? next what skill set do you want to offer this time and i i just always said i want to sing act dance host <laughs> and then and they'll be like okay um you can do that while you're part of this variety show or you're doing a children's show or being a recording artist and you know just wearing different makeup different hairstyle different names different names mm, yeah different versions of of roxanne and roxanne barcello <laughs> yeah. let's let's add an ate so right. big sister and then roxy double e let's do it ie i know let's it's feng so shui hard it. Um, yeah. it's, I take ownership of all the characters and chapters of my life now, mm. because I realize that I would not be who I am today. And it sounds so cliche, but it but is true. I really feel that I can truly say that I did what my mother asked. I did my best. Right. I really and truly did. Like... <laughs> Mm. And it, um, yeah, it was, it was a hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy. I was, I was telling you before yeah. when, you know, we were chatting off the air that yeah. I went down a Roxy B rabbit hole last I, night <laughs> and I literally, with your literally, wife, you exactly. <laughs> I sent you a picture. <laughs> with mocha we we're just chilling in front of our and tv mocha. yeah oh and we're just looking and literally if i type your name differently different things will pop up and i'm like oh look at this we're just like we're surprised we're cracking up we're like this is amazing we're blown away by by these songs we're just like oh this girl dude <laughs> i was just like as soon as you texted me a photo of your wife in, in front of the TV. If you could see me, I was like figuratively tiptoeing out of the chat room. <laughs> like, you guys are adults. You know what you're doing. <laughs> Look what you got yourself into. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna do self-deprecating comedy anymore because <laughs> I'm I, I would have said my old self would have been like, no, don't. But I was like, you know what? It is it's what there. It is. <laughs> it's, it is what it is. Yep. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. you're being humble, too, because because there's some really amazing stuff. So Thank that's you. something that we haven't talked about yet. And we talked about this last time, which I feel like is your real love is singing. And this Roxy B, this character of yours mm. in the past with this Morena. I mean, I hinted at it in the intro as well. We, we found that song and it was like, ooh, girl, at the beach. We saw oh the behind God. the scenes oh one as God. well. <laughs> you know. When you say rabbit hole, you probably saw a gerbil too, we, like a, a hedgehog we saw, there. We saw some snakes. <laughs> you saw all the... 
We saw all kinds of weird animals. Yeah. Oh my god. Exotic animals. Yeah. Cute animals. <laughs> sexy animals. Yeah. Animal all kinds for of- sure. But yeah. Um, wow, Roxy B was like a point in my life. Mm. Sorry, what was your question? Yeah, there's there's wow. There's, there's wow. There's also Morena. Morena. Okay. Yeah. So what about singing? Let's just talk about singing. Okay. What what does singing mean to you? Because we've talked a lot about the acting, right? You know, there's all these kids shows and hosting and mm. uh soap operas, variety shows, mm. films, feature films, but but what about singing? Singing for me at 13. Or singing for me at eight while I was watching Disney. And I was just singing along. It was just like something you do when you're watching TV. And then my parents saw that and they're like, oh, she doesn't have to memorize Desiderata anymore. She mm. can also <laughs> memorize other songs mm. or like go beyond or go different ways. And um, I'm evading the question because I guess it's also like, this is a process for me. Um, At 13, I joined a contest. So singing wasn't necessarily purely passion at 13. It was a- It was a need. It was a need. Yeah. At 18, I had my debut and it was a big party, big celebration. I sang Part of Your World again and Roxy from- Chicago. Oh, okay. So that transition. I see. And then I landed a record deal with Universal Records with Belia Tan because she was surprisingly at my birthday. Mm. I didn't know her personally, but- um, Your 18th birthday. My 18th birthday. huge celebration. There was this big star, Herman Moreno, and he had a Sumalangit Nawa. And Herman Moreno was so kind to me and my family, like just- the sweetest to us. And he actually brought Belia Tan with him as his plus one. Okay. And then she she grabbed the mic at one point of my birthday. And it was like the 18 candles where your friends come up on stage and they say, you know, lovely things or whatever or they want to say. Things, yeah. Or funny things. <laughs> yeah. And then she becomes one of the 18 candles and mm. says to me, she gives me this beautiful flower, pink flower jewelry necklace. And then she says, I love your voice. And I think you can be a very successful singer. So this is the head of Universal Music yes. Philippines. Yes. You didn't know her. She just I kind of popped up. I, I know her from seeing her on TV handing out platinum awards to right, all right, these right, 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 you right. Know, major artists. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's here. I was literally in the chair in the middle of the stage and I was like, oh, jaw this dropped. Is so crazy. At 18. And 18. And like all my girlfriends were like Where was this? Was this at your house or no, we we were at the New World Renaissance Hotel. Okay. In like like rented two, out a hotel. Two ballrooms. Oh, no way. Yeah. It was a and huge like, party. Yeah. Like my friends from school, high school, college, and then also like workmates and like production people, like just. Just a huge celebration. Yeah. And like even people in like press friends wow. as wow. well. Right, right, right. And yeah, it was just, it's a big thing in the Philippines. Like when you turn 18, yeah. they really want to like witness you bloom coming of age yeah they celebrate that and i I actually really love that i have you know i have that to look back to Mm. um belia tan made me cry buckets when she wow yeah she said i'm in front of all the people you love Mm. i am telling them and i'm telling you that you now have a record deal 
with Universal <laughs> Records. That, that's how she unveiled. She dropped the mic. Drop. That's dropping the mic, literally. I was like, that was that was so amazing. That's such a crazy story. I love Sumalangit Nawa Herman Moreno for that. Wow. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Belletan yeah. was the one. We were in her conference room. And I was actually being managed at that point by Genesis, Anjali Pangilinan, after my debut, like a few months later. And they were friends. Mm. And they were planning this CD mm. at that time mm-hmm. of like songs that were popularized in Southeast Asia. Mm. So Mina popularized Answer the Phone. And I did an English version of Answer the Phone. But it wasn't a direct translation, just like Kung Alamulang. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that song. So I can't pronounce it. Kung Alamulang. If you only knew. If you only knew, which is like because I'm a girl in the original Korean one. You're so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that song. I mean, that's that's like one of my favorite songs on the planet. Oh my gosh. I grew up listening to that. You're kidding. That song is the bomb. It's like the greatest. It's really, it's K-pop before K-pop. It's the OG original Give me five. Girl. Man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. Because I didn't know, you know, that yeah. that you sung that, you covered it. But as you're just talking about, it wasn't exactly a, no. a translation, which I didn't know. Yeah. But that melody, that the melody. song, it's the song. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no way. It's, it's so recognizable. Mm. By Kiss. Mm-hmm. By Kiss. By Kiss. Um, because I'm a girl. Oh, wow. Um, Ito Rapadas, one of the producers of who works with Universal Records. I remember he just like came into the conference room and Bellyatan was, okay, do you want to work on this project? On this song with Roxanne? With Roxy? <laughs> right. He was all in and he was so cool. I just loved working with him. We were in the studio for like maybe a few hours a week and just like talked about personal matters mm. and like what's going on with your life. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the song is, you know, if you only knew how I felt, would you have left? If you knew how I felt, uh, would you have wished to go as far away <laughs> wow. as possible? And that song did pretty well in the it Philippines. It did very well. It was, we toured it and it was amazing like it had its own success it was not even me it was just the song itself even answer the phone was just played endlessly on like variety shows and like mall shows and everywhere like you go to a mall it's like whoa what's going on Mm. (laughs) 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 that riff (laughs) right yeah and kungala mulang was like in soap operas i would hear it on like Sunday noontime shows and people were singing it. I'd be in a taxi and they'd play it. And I'm like, oh, Roxy. No <laughs> way. And then, yeah. And then they just go. It made people feel. That's such I an emotional song. We talked about the music yeah. video of the original Korean song is like so classic. It's that, a film. That it's love. A short film. That mm. love that you don't even hear them saying, I love you. Exactly. <laughs> but you know that they love. It's such a good song, yeah. seriously. Mm. 
Mm. So I don't know how to say this, but like I, I just developed a wonderful relationship. She was like my godmother, Belia Ten, and her, her like sickness came back or it was just like she, she wasn't sharing it. Mm. And then when she had passed away, I just didn't know why I would continue singing because the person who believed in me. Yeah. Wow. So I didn't want to sing. So you stopped it right I there. I stopped. Oh, no way. Yeah. And you were off to a crazy start. Peak. <laughs> <laughs> Another little mountain. <laughs> that was fun. <sighs> no, but it was, it was love. I loved like dancing and I loved singing and I loved like the whole process. It was so beautiful, but I didn't know that she was going through something because we were actually, we were together a lot. Like after school, she'd pick me up and then I would do rehearsals in her office. And like my mom was there too. And then they just became awesome friends and it was cool. It was family. But your whole singing career just just yeah. came to a halting stop at that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I continued to act. Right. And I just Just went put on. that singing behind mm-hmm. you and just yeah. kept keeping on, kept hustling. Yeah. I couldn't even talk about it for years. Mm. Yeah. Because I didn't understand either. I was like, it was new. Like grief. I didn't know what grief was. Right. It was a very new feeling, very new emotion. But it hit you hard. But it got me. Yeah. Yeah. And then how did I start singing again? Exactly. <laughs> Because that actually segues maybe to Taiwan. When I first met you was at a, <laughs> I mentioned it in the, uh, in the intro as well, at a jam session of all places yeah. in Taipei. We were talking about it afterwards, but you were saying like, you weren't even thinking of going. You ended up coming like five minutes before the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just telling my wife about this. It was exactly the same thing. She knows because I was also planning not to go actually oh. yeah ben our friend mm-hmm. uh from episode 30 mm-hmm. big ben holt invited me mm-hmm. uh, i was pretty busy that day so yeah. i wasn't planning to go but i changed my mind at the last minute yeah. and went you also did yeah. you also were kind of like you know not sure about going mm. and you finally did go mm. and at the very end i see this girl walking in <laughs> And the host at this jam, the jam session was amazing, by the way. It's at the studio in in Songshan. And I see this girl walk in (laughs) with her husband, this this, uh, handsome man (laughs) in the back. And then the host was like, are you going to sing? She's like talking to you back there. Yeah. But you were like, no, 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 no. Let me have a drink first. And I was like, oh, that girl's so shy. I was, yeah. It's crazy. You look so nervous. (laughs) I would probably go into it (laughs) and never come out. Yeah. You you had a couple drinks. Mm. You went up there. I texted you afterwards that I loved it. It was amazing (laughs) because you were up there. You belted out an amazing song with the music printed out by your lovely husband. Thank you. And then... and the details. Then, <laughs> the then, details. Exactly. And then you dropped an F-bomb as well. In the key of F. In the key of F. Friends. You dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> exactly. Family. Fortune. <laughs> and, Forever. And the host is like, no, you can't do that. Even though there was other F-bombs dropped. 
But anyway, that was my first impression. And it was amazing. <laughs> and here we are now. Oh my gosh. Uh, but it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, you looked super nervous. Oh yeah. I had no idea yeah. that you're this like crazy, crazy <laughs> star in the Philippines. <laughs> you you look like you were just so timid and like yeah. So what's going on? What's, so what's going, going on, on with singing? Okay. What's going on with Taiwan? Okay. The world singing. wants to know. So before Taiwan, so before the pandemic, I joined that singing contest on Showtime. Mm. It's Showtime. It was a noontime show. And I somehow was like gaining confidence in singing again mm. because of that show. It was just so amazing how, you know, with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and, you know, I could see their love. The audience, the people, the fans, the fans of the show, people who probably didn't even know me from before, they were rooting for me. And I started to believe again. Mm. But then the pandemic happened. <laughs> <laughs> COVID. And then I was, I just like, I was in my shell again. <sighs> Yeah. And three years of being in my shell and, you know, the only person who hears me is my husband. Mm. And he's like, just sing every day. And he's so supportive, like to a point where he's like, have you sung today? Mm. He's like asking me at like 9 p.m. And I'm like, oh, but, you know, the kids are already asleep. He's like, no, 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 it's OK. You can stay in the other room and you can sing and or you can stay here. And if they wake up, you know, we'll just put them back to sleep. And. That was my audience, my family. The past three years. The past three years. Adding to my audience. Right. First my husband, <laughs> then our firstborn, then our second child. And then fast forward to, okay, so before my second child, I was eight months pregnant and I went to the studio for the first time. Okay. In uh, Songshan. Songshan. Yep. Um, Vicky and my common friend is, uh, Sarah Cheng. Mm. And I was like, oh, I heard about this, um, this jam, jam session. Yeah. Jam session. And Sarah was like, oh my gosh, I know who organized it. Mm. Vicky. And I was like, oh, whoa, that's so cool. Like, how do you know her? And then, uh, Sarah and her husband, Vincent are already there. And then I'm like, you know, in the Uber with my husband, I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we going to this gym? And I get like jitters and I was pregnant and I couldn't do anything about it. I can't drink coffee. I can't drink anything. Mm. I'm like, I have to deal with this sober. <laughs> <laughs> and our son is like jumping on my diaphragm <laughs> whenever he wants to. Like, What is happening? But I felt so alive that night because I messed up. <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, my nerves really got to me in the first song. Like right before I got up on stage, I remember someone saying, oh, like these musicians, they're like so legit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that helps. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure, guys. That's interesting. You've been on live TV in front of like millions of people. But there is something different, right? Like this intimate setting in the middle of Taipei. It's super small. It's this mm -hmm. second floor, mm -hmm. just this little space. Yeah. Very intimate, but with a lot of also professional musicians, right? Professional musicians, yeah, correct. Like and Big Ben. Yeah. And I was just like. Serious musicians. And Jim Geddes. Yes, that's where Jim. I'm that's where I met him. Okay. And fortunately, he just looked past the mistakes I made. <laughs> 
And we had an exchange on Instagram and he was like, Steve Wang uh, connected us on Instagram. And then um, he invited me to jam at another beautiful venue called Smexy. Yes, of course. I know Smexy. And it was Caitlin's night? Yes, DJ Caitlin, Mm -hmm. a previous guest of ours, performs there on Wednesday nights. Got it. So it was probably a Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) And I was wearing a turtleneck and fully pregnant. I was maybe on my... I was definitely about to pop. And I sang one song and I loved it. I loved it. It felt good. It felt really good. Being on the stage. I don't know if it sounded good, but but I felt good. That's all that matters. And my son in my belly was just chilling. Felt good. He was just calm, wasn't jumping. What song did you sing? I sang I've Got a Crush on You by Linda Ronstadt. Oh, nice. Yeah. The next time I sang was... Was this Seven months session? later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I there see. Go, therefore, okay. nerves again, again. and ugh, <sighs> I can feel my body tense. <laughs> like, I, can, I can feel my nerves again. And it's exciting. Like when you feel nervous, it's like, what do I do with this nervous feeling? Right. I can turn it into excitement or I can turn it into Okay, it's too much. Let's just hop back into the cab and right. go home like <laughs> now. <laughs> or let's just stay in this chair mm. and not sing. But when you're able to channel that yeah, on the stage, through the mic, directly to the audience, <gasps> Ooh. it's something special. It was very special. Yeah. It was very special. And yeah, you killed it. You killed it the night I saw you. I didn't get to see the second song mm-hmm. or how long you stayed because I had to take off. Mm-hmm. But but that first song, I was like, thank you, girl. Thank you. Yeah. And um, Jim actually suggested that I meet with Ben and Ben introduced me to other musicians at a jam session. Mm. And it was the first round was just like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I doing? I'm in a studio and I'm here. I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. I feel all the nerves. It's crazy. But I'm singing. I'm singing. I felt great. In round two. (laughs) In the first round, I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I was just apologizing the whole time. I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah. And then, yeah. But I told you, I told you that Ben messaged me and he's like, yeah, I did a jam session with her and she's legit. She's dope. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) That's really humbling. Yeah. It's my greatest fear to sing. Wow. Really? Why? Because arachnophobia comes second. (laughs) (laughs) Spiders come second. (laughs) The only thing that can be spiders. What is it? Is it the mic? Is it being up there on the stage? Does it remind you maybe of some of those memories like, you know, on TV or what Um, is it? It's that my voice is limited. I don't have a high voice. My range is alto, you know, growing up in a country where like literally every person, the Philippines is serious. every person, <laughs> every is, person like, can, is like a karaoke star, seriously, is like Philippines. an incredible singer. <laughs> exactly. Journey. It's like generations of singers. Yeah. And it's like dangerous Philippines. I, I really straight up. I became a fan. <laughs> of singers. Oh, <Yeah. laughs> like, why am I going to sing? Like, everyone's so great. <laughs> mm. 
And I just couldn't hear my voice anymore. I just, I didn't know how to sing. I would hear how great everyone was. And mm. it was almost like, mm, what am I going to do here? <laughs> Why am I going to sing if everyone can sing, you know, half of the piano? Mm. <laughs> like, actually the whole piano. <laughs> like their range is so amazing. Filipinos can sing anything, <laughs> can dance anything, <laughs> can do everything. And so can you, girl. That's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say to yourself. It's hard to say yourself. It's huh? hard to say to yourself enough to go on stage. You can say it and. And other people can say it. And other but, people can say it. But you're the one who has to get on that stage. You're the one. Yes. And reading comments wasn't enough. It was really inner work. Hmm. With alcohol. <laughs> that night. I know. It inner was at work least with two Jack. glasses. <laughs> Inner work with Jack. <laughs> Mr. Dr. Daniels. <laughs> Dr. Daniels. Dr. Daniels. <laughs> Doc Sometimes D. Sometimes Doc, Doc D. Doc there D. It is. <laughs> I mean, I'm such a lightweight. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I had one. Oh, you did. You only had one. I only had one. Okay. And my husband was like, are you drunk? <laughs> I was like, like Pull it um, in. Pull it in a little bit. <laughs> he, it's funny. He was just like, no, but you have to sing now. Go. Yep. I was, was like, should I, wait, should I drink water first? I need to like, because <laughs> mind you, like for two years, I haven't been drinking or two right, and a half. True. Like pregnancy. I've been pregnant and yeah. preparing for pregnancy and, mm -hmm. you know, not a drop and like, uh-oh. Yep. Yeah. Then my system's like, oh, hello. <laughs> hello, old friend. <laughs> long time no see. Long, long time no see. <laughs> How are you? So is this something that you want to continue here in Taiwan, in your new life here in Taiwan? Those who follow know that you have gotten married, you have moved to Taiwan, you are setting up base here for now anyways. What do you think about singing, about anything else possibly? Do you have some plans, some ideas about what you're going to do here? I accept that I have. I'm a student. I'm a student right now. I have a lot to learn when it comes to music and it's a path that I am afraid of, to be honest. And I decided to, I am taking up vocal lessons. Okay. That's the first step. That's so you're committing to committing. taking direction again, which yes. is something you love, something you're good at. And taking feedback. Right. And that's a big one. And I am dealing with like how to accept feedback and apply it immediately so that I can further explore my range and sing again. Right. And sing more than I've ever sung before and try to put in the hours and try to get over the things that come up while I'm on stage, it might be too late to rewind because it's a long episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but. Oh, there's people listening. And that's the point. You have people who love you out there. You have fans. You have people who followed you since you're 13, maybe even younger. People digging now. They, <laughs> they know where to dig now. So they might Hi. even be going back in the Hi. Philippines at least. <laughs> there's a public repertoire from 13 right, of you. Oh, so. Wow. I'm sure people are are screaming right now. Like, what are you thinking? What are you saying? Why are you doubting? Why are you fearing? Please get up there. I've seen comments on mm, your videos too wow. of people just saying, she is so underrated. She is so talented. She's got everything. And they want to hear it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, the great one in me 
recognize as the great one in you. No, that I appreciate that. Their love is unwavering and my love is unwavering because I want to keep getting better. I don't want to serve myself half-baked with mm. this. I want to go all in. I want to go all in and they're just words, but I actually want to do it. This is super exciting. It's exciting, man. Like I have nothing to promote right now. Like yeah, I, you which know, is amazing. I appreciate you, you know, allowing me to, to experience this courageous space to share a version of my story or parts of my story. But, um, yeah, I don't know what's next because I know that right now I don't have a manager who's paving the way, who's right. giving me step-by-step -step instruction of what to do and how to do things and where to go. And like, I'm, You're I'm figuring this all out. Clueless. Yeah. Also with a new life, a new country, a, a new, new husband, a new, new kids. <laughs> <laughs> new life. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And I'm navigating through motherhood and, you know, being a wife and it's like, okay, this is all me now. And I remember one interview I did long ago, like maybe four years ago. And I was, was not dating my husband yet at that time. And I was just saying, I want to be a mother but I can be mothering right now, even if I'm not a mother. Mm. And fast forward to now where I am actually mothering two baby boys and I'm, it's all new. Mm. It's all new. And I'm a student as well in that regard. And I love it. I mean, it's coming full circle to the mother. And to your I, mom. And I hear my mom. Exactly. <laughs> I hear like, my mom. And I can think of my parents when they're like bringing me to school because I'm bringing my son, our son to school. And it's like, wow, they did this every day. Exactly. <laughs> Relentlessly. Whoa. And they put up their smiles as soon as I come out. And I'm doing this now with my child and my mother-in-law and father-in-law are, are here in Taiwan and, you know, we're five minutes away from them. And it's just, I could not have done any of this without my in-laws. Mm. I mean, you know, this other part of the story and I'm, I'm, hmm. Woohoo. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit this, <laughs> this long pause. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, there's a very deep part of this story that mm -hmm. you've never talked about. Mm -mm. I don't know if you're comfortable to talk about it now, if you're ready. I showed up. I showed up today. I showed up. And you showed up. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't walk. I could not walk for almost a year. And my mother-in-law... And my father-in-law and even the brothers and sisters of my husband. When they say it takes a village to raise children, I can definitely attest to that. So why, why couldn't you walk? What happened? Mm, I had an injury after giving birth to our first child. And even my mom and my brother were there for me. And So you had an injury while giving birth. And it was so bad that you could not walk. You were incapacitated for over a year. You know how some mothers, like after they deliver their baby, they can walk out of the hospital. Right. I was not able to do that. I was in bed and my husband had to carry me. And I was in a walker for a while. And I'm going to spare details mm. for now. Yeah. Um, 
but my family now really helped me take care of our baby. Mm. And I could only have him in my arms and sing to him to sleep. So our firstborn, Cinco, mm. would just be my arms and I would... I found myself singing to him. I sang nursery rhymes and singing lullabies to him. I would read books and add melodies to it. There was something about singing that made me feel like I was worth living. Mm. That's all you could do. That's all I could do, man. I'd That's cook so here and crazy. there. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah. like someone like you who's been hustling your whole life, from overhearing your parents, it's a crazy story in their bedroom mm -hmm. and just doing it, like yeah. really doing your best, right? Yeah. Going in front of the public, even though we now realize mm -hmm. you're like fighting through fear, insecurities and mm -hmm. other things, mm -hmm. but on the stage, you're a star, right? Mm -hmm. And you're you're doing it. I'm just trying. And hustling and, mm -hmm. and doing all these different kind of things and moving and literally moving and dancing and then suddenly not being able to walk. Yes. And not just like temporarily, no. that's, that's a pretty long time. Mm -hmm. Like some serious, serious rehabilitation, rehab. serious. Yes. Yeah. And no one really knows about this either. No one knows. And <sighs> I couldn't even tell my closest friends. It's that bad. There was definitely like shame in what I was like going through. And I didn't know how to like talk about it because like, who am I going to talk about it with? How do I say it without like, you know, I, I like to joke about myself a lot. Right. Like, and I just couldn't find it in myself to like share it casually. Right. It's like, it's not something you can just like, yeah. yo, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, like we're on a call for like an hour and I don't mention it. I'm not telling anybody. Wow. And I'm like. That's crazy. I can't come out this weekend, but yeah. see you later. I'm a little busy right now, but you're really just, you're stuck in bed. I'm stuck. You're in pain. I'm in pain. I'm taking meds. And like our neighbor in the Philippines was like, yo, it's been months. Like you're still using a walker. What's going on? He is my angel, Raph, and his beautiful, beautiful partner, Sean. What's going on? Why are you not walking yet? I'm like, bro, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Referred me to a doctor and doctor referred me to a doctor. And then no one could book a hospital bed for me, an operating room for me. Yeah, it's during COVID. Yeah, this is COVID peak. Like doctors were just like Yeah, Philippines fully, was run over Fully too. booked. Yeah, right. Yeah. And this happens during this, the peak of the pandemic. Yeah. And then my father-in-law steps in. They're like, you guys need to head out now to get treatment. So you get flown out of the country. Yeah. To try to Within save your life days. pretty much. Within two days. Wow. It was intense, man. And how serious was it? It like, was serious. I, I. close to death. Oh yeah. This is crazy. Oh yeah. And you were able to take care of it, save your life. Um, yes. And, and now I am bio woman. <laughs> wow. I'm you have a new, robot. New pieces, new parts. I have a new part for sure. Upgraded. I'm upgraded. To the latest edition. Correct. So, so the world better watch the f out. So if you see me, <laughs> if you see me dancing, that's really a miracle. Yeah. If you see me walking, that's a miracle. Wow. That's, that's crazy. my family. That's my husband being there for me. Right. And really, really loving me through sickness and in health. Mm. That's my mother and father-in-law loving me through sickness and in health. Just like 
my whole family, my brother, my mom, they were just there with me. Like my mom, she was so sick. She flew to the States and she could barely be there for me, but she was. This is, we know now this is like really towards the end for your mom too. Yeah. Yeah, she so was she so had to skinny. see this with you. Yeah, but she managed to stick through, also to will it through, yes. right? As she, always, my son was born on January 11, Theodore, and she woke up from her coma to see him on Facetime, and she went back to sleep. <laughs> no way! Yeah. are you serious? Yeah, <sighs> so crazy, so crazy, man. My relationship with Creator, with Divine, mm. with God. Mm. was really for my soul. I'm not talking about anybody else's soul. I'm not even talking about, I'm just talking about my soul. My soul is now fully aligned with my spirit and my mind and body and my heart. And I just now know that the creator gave me another chance to be with my kids (laughs) and my husband. And I, I want to be a better person. That's that's what I want to be. I just want to be a better, better being and start over and over and over again until I become better with newer parts. (laughs) 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 And health is everything. Mm -hmm. Emotional, mental, spiritual relationship, health. It's all physical health is. Yeah. Check up on the people you love. If you don't hear from some people, there's probably a reason why you're not hearing from them. Mm, yeah, I mean, your story illustrates that, right? That sometimes things are not easy to talk about, right? Yeah. There's a time and place. Yeah. Thanks, wow. man. No, 100%. Thank you. <sighs> this is my way also of showing up today. Really. It's thank you for inviting me. No, 100%. You know, we we connected deeply in our last time. We're just like tripping out (laughs) so much. Trip, trip. trip. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I feel like this new chance is going to be epic. Yeah. It's going to be great. I feel present with my family. I feel present in everything I do now. And I just want to, yes, do my best, Mm. but I just want to show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like that night. Where I met you, you showed up. I also showed up. We made this happen. And there's so many, there's so many more chances, right? Mm-hmm. To make these things happen, right? Yeah. And I love that. You're really channeling your mom's hustle, right? Mm-hmm. Coming full circle. My dad's love. Your dad's love. Doing your best. Doing my best. And I really have to thank the industry in the Philippines and everybody who basically worked with me and hired me and, you know, believed in me in every single job opportunity and giving me a platform where I can connect with Filipinos and Mm. the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful at this point that I have memories with me and I have an amazing full life and it just love matters to (laughs) me right now. It's just like love is my language. Love is my life. Love is my singing. Love is my family. I love it. Yeah, no, I think we feel this through this whole episode. Mm. I mean, 
yeah, we can feel it radiating, you know, through everything you've done, everything you do, everything you say. It's really clear. And I think it's obvious. It, it shows with the people who love you and the opportunities that you're given and, and your kind of ability to take hold of that and make the most out of it, whatever you can do at that time, right? And just have that positive attitude no matter what you're kind of going through too. And now we know that mm -hmm. sometimes you're going through some really serious stuff too. I, I think... Everyone has their own versions of, of hardship, their own versions of hustle. I mean, I heard your story too. <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing. I think that's also why I'm here today that I've, I feel that I can share oh, my story. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you for that generosity. No, likewise, likewise. It's really an honor. And thank you so much for, you know, sharing all of these stories. Thank you for coming here. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward. You know, we're we're neighbors, as I said, we're right around the hill from each other. Ditto. Exactly. <laughs> we'll have some good times here yeah. in Taiwan. And as I was talking to you before, I have a lot of nice connections in the Philippines as well. So that's so awesome. Yeah, we gotta go hang out in the Philippines as well. But yeah, the best beaches in the world. Exactly. The best. And if you want to look it up, you can find an old uh, video of Roxanne in Cebu, Cebu. <laughs> <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> Speaking of beautiful beaches. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> like, how did you get there? <laughs> it's all there in oh the Philippines. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. Wow. What a career. What a life. But I love it. I love your attitude. I love that, you know, you can really start fresh here too. And I think the world is excited, you know, your fans definitely in the Philippines and you have a whole new kind of life ahead of you here in Taiwan and, and wherever, wherever these kind of things take you, you know, mm. going towards the future. It's exciting. I love that the Internet is just helping us all like be able to reach people mm. wherever they are. We're here. Exactly. In Taiwan, but we can reach you. Who exactly wherever you're listening. you are, Hello. wherever you are. Exactly. <laughs> if you're still here, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So amazing. Yeah. Thank you very much. We will do it again as well. You know, For sure. when you have something, we have some new stuff coming up. We'll uh, we'll come. We'll come sing. We'll we'll invite Ben over. He'll play some guitar and uh, sing a lullaby to everyone. And you'll write. And we'll yeah something. <laughs> Sorry to something, put you on the spot. <laughs> something, yes, exactly. You never know. Uh, like, this accountability. Everything is everything's coming. It's getting it's getting epic in here. Mocha has witnessed exactly. it all. Exactly. <laughs> Mocha is awake and ready to go. Mm, so I need a hug from Mocha for sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All yes, right, girl. Thank so, you. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Firelight. Can you share that? Even though I'm sure you've shared it for each and every episode, but why is it Firelight? Why did you decide on that name? Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So when I was teaching, at, I don't, yeah, I don't think I've ever said this actually, but when I was teaching at Columbia, mm. my co-teacher, Patrick, a guy who I love to death, he introduced this quote to me. The quote is, education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire by a famous Irish playwright. <laughs> Yeah. So when I first heard this quote, mm. you know, I was kind of actually teaching quotes and we were analyzing them, talking about them, discussing them, not only linguistically, but mm. also the meaning behind them. When I heard that quote, when I read that quote, it resonated with me so deeply. I was a young teacher at mm. Columbia and and it 
just hit me. It hit me in the deepest place where I was like, education is not the filling of a pail, Mm -hmm. but the lighting of a fire, right? Education should not be about just dumping water into Mm -hmm. a pail, cramming information, which is something that's so huge here in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. It's just cram schools. They're literally translated into cram schools, Mm -hmm. right? We are just cramming. So to me, that's not what education should be like. That's not how I ever believed in education. Mm. That's not my greatest memories mm. of my greatest teachers, my greatest educational experiences. Mm-hmm. We're not about that. We're mm. not about being stuffed with information, but but it was about that fire. It was about something being sparked, something being lit. And to me, that was everything for me as well throughout my life. That's what got me up. That's what made me excited. That's what made me curious. That's what made me keep going, even though, yeah, I also, you know, Mm. went through some difficult times as well. So, Mm. but it was that, it was that fire. So as a teacher, I think that's, I didn't realize that at the time, but when I saw that quote, when I heard that quote, it, it just resonated big time, like, like a spark, you know, I was like, I believe this, I live this, I, this is how I want to teach. And and not only that, I want to be able to fill that and be able to do that is I don't want to just cram information. Mm. I want to spark a fire. And that's difficult because every student, every person is different, mm. right? So what might work for someone might not work for someone else. So it's a difficult thing. But to me, that's a beautiful art and craft of teaching and and learning as well. You know, any teacher like your father, right? Mm. And that's why we connected so deeply. Mm-hmm. Must be a great student. Must yeah. be a great student of life. And if not, they can't teach, right? And I think it's those inspirations that they get, they can pass those on. And here you are lighting the fire continuously and sparking. Oh man, I've never sparking, <laughs> I, sparking I don't usually love. talk about that stuff, but yeah. Sparking knowledge. Wow. This is this is incredible what you're doing here. Thank giving you. giving giving back to that fire. You're Thank just you feeding so it. Much. Thank you so much, girl. <laughs> but I'm telling you, no, it's it's also these connections, right? That's what we're doing here with Firelight Chats, mm. right? Because it's it's really about sparking conversations, sparking connections, right? Create, connect, and communicating. And that's it, right? It's it's all about these stories because these stories are so real, right? It's only you. <laughs> I murdered that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I dance to it exactly. and I don't sing it. You don't sing it. <laughs> Ah, our favorite song. (laughs) Oh, man, exactly. That's so good. Yeah, I spit a little bit of that in the (laughs) intro, but you guys will have to look that up. That's Roxanne and and my little secret. We we gatekeep that song. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. No one can have it. It's ours. It's ours. (laughs) But you can borrow it. You You can can borrow borrow it for a little bit. So. That's cool. Oh, thank you for asking. No one's yeah, really asked. And I, you know, try not to say it because for me, it's all about the guest. You know, it's the guest story and that's what I'm here to do. So, yeah, thank you for giving me a chance to talk about that a little bit. What people may or may not know is that the reason why I'm able to open up this Pandora's box, as you call it, <laughs> is because prior to this, Kane and I had a session where it was like, I I just listened to your story and I was amazed at your vulnerability and your courage to share your story. And I'm sure they're just bits and pieces of your life, but the way it affected me. And I just remember coming home to my husband and I said, I'm, I'm moved. I'm just so moved. And I think that's why I couldn't sleep last night. I slept at like... <laughs> Four in the morning. 
<laughs> and I had to take my son to the to to the to the school at like eight o'clock. I I've had little sleep, but I was just awake. And I remember my husband waking up at like three in the morning. He looked at me, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I was staring at the ceiling. I'm like, <gasps> being open and like forging that connection, forging that fire, lighting that fire just affected me so much. And I'm like, okay, I need to find courage within myself as well. So wow. if you are ever given the chance to show up on this podcast and share, know that Kane and the people who are listening are also creating, co-creating this space to be filled with love, courage, humility. I feel the humility and it's just an energy that is contagious in the best way possible. So thank you for allowing us to have and experience the outpour of love from your heart to be able to be here. Thank oh, you. Man, nothing thank but you. love, girl. Yeah, Dope. exactly. <laughs> Dope. Oh, amazing. All right. And thanks, Ben. Exactly. <laughs> thanks, Ben. Big Benjamin Holt. We will, yeah, cheers with you and, and hang out very soon. So mm. we will leave you all with uh, with this outpour of emotions because mm. otherwise if we keep going, it'll just overflow. Amen. <laughs> exactly. Amen. But yeah, but we will be back again. She mm. will be back. So everyone heard it here. She is, you better watch out. <laughs> you better watch out. She is doing her best. And mm. what's next is, is going to be epic. So. Do your best. <laughs> Amazing. That was it. All right. So with that, everyone, do your best. Peace. Peace.